Hope you're getting close to there. It's right by 1 Kings. Hallelujah. And uh, just uh, remember coming, food, fellowship, and then a service afterwards. And uh, just to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And we will be uh, aiming towards this. Invite your, your friends. Uh, a lot of times it's, it's these services that people will come to that they won't come to any other services. And uh, so I always like to be evangelistic in a sermon on uh, uh, Easter Sunday or Christmas Sunday. And uh, so, so we'll be, unless the Lord leads in a different way, we'll be headed that direction. See if we can see some souls won, if anyone uh, is here that needs to know the Lord. Hallelujah. So, uh, you guys got it now? Okay. Second Kings. Chapter number 6, beginning in verse number 1. And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us, getting a little bit too small. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam. We're going to do some cutting here, and uh, cutting down some trees and getting some material ready. And he says, And let us make us a place where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. So verse number 3, we find him here. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. Verse number 4, we're at here. So he went with them when they had come to Jordan. Are you ready? They cut down wood. But as one was felling a beam, the axe had fell into the water. He cried and said, Alas, Master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? He showed him a plate, the place, and he cut down a stick and cast it in thither. The iron did swim. The iron did swim. Therefore said he, take it up to thee. He put out his hand and took it. The iron did swim. Wow. It's amazing. So what we're seeing here uh, is what God can do. And this is kind of along the lines of what we're doing here today, what we're talking about. I want to preach a sermon on when iron floats. When iron floats. This is what happened here. What God can do with impossibilities. What God can do with impossibilities. How many people make an excuse for not serving God? I made excuses as well, uh, uh, you know, before I came to the Lord. I can tell you, it, just my own self and everything, I... I Almost all the time, our excuses reflect what we need to do for God and what God can do for us. Come on now. Today I'd like to take a story out, this story out of the Bible and show how God can take a lifeless object and make it do the impossible. 
Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for all that you've done for us today. We're so grateful to be here in your house. Lord, we feel this sermon on our heart here today is a burden. We pray, Lord, that you help us to be able to preach it as you've given it to us. Hallelujah. Oh, God, take this sermon over. Take this service over. Hallelujah. Lord, we already know that you're here, and we pray, Lord, that you would move only as you can move upon us today. Hallelujah. Oh, God, touch us, Lord. We pray, Lord, that those who have planted this building here today, and this is where I feel like that you're aiming this sermon, those that have come in here today who are saying, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. It's not possible for me to live a Christian life. That they would know by the end of this sermon that all things are possible, not through us, but through you. Hallelujah. And we pray, God, that your will would be done in this service around these altars. And the church said, Amen. You can be seated here today. Hallelujah. All right. Wow, what, a, what an awesome story. What's so crazy about this is it's literally a story that just kind of pops out of nowhere. You know what I mean? I love those. Just kind of out of nowhere, we, we hear of, of a, a specific situation where an axe head floats. That's, I don't know about you, that's pretty impossible, right? An axe head floats. Now, anybody that knows anything knows that axe heads don't float, right, Cassie? It just doesn't happen. But what we find is God specializes in doing the impossible. Are you ready? We're going to test it. Rava. Now, you're my witness. I'm going to put this down in here. You ready? No dice, right? No dice. All right, let me just go around here and show you that axe heads don't float, right? It doesn't happen, right? No axe head floating here, right? Metal does not float. For those of you who didn't know, now you know. You're going to read this scripture completely different now. All right? Because you thought before maybe they did, but they don't, Sister Eddie's. All right? Axe heads don't float. So I want you to understand here today what we're comparing this to, okay? You cannot live a Christian life on your own. We're going to take a look at this axe head and kind of compare this here today. I want you to know that in this life, we could compare the life to the bucket if you'd like to. You can't make it. Okay? It's not possible for you to live this life. Galatians 3, I've, I, one of my favorite scriptures comes from Galatians 3 where basically it says, you started this thing in the spirit, Brother Lester. What makes you think you're going to be able to do it in the flesh now? In other words, it took your faith to save you. Now you think that you can make it without your faith? Huh? Come on, somebody. You understand what I'm telling you here today? You can't do it on your own. Let's take a look at what this axe head, what do we see in this axe head? Number one, 
we see the axe head was lifeless. How many can say before you met Jesus Christ, or maybe you're here today, and you're living life lifeless? Hallelujah. Oh, you said, Brother Jared, I lay my head on my, my pillow at night, and I just can't seem to get the rest that I need because I don't feel like that I'm living life the way that God intended for me to live life. I can tell you here today that you're right. If you're not turned over to God, and God does not have your life and is working through you, then you're lifeless. Hallelujah. So what are you telling me, Brother Jared? This life, this axe head was life. It cannot swim. It cannot do anything. It simply does one thing very well, and that is sinks. Amen. Hallelujah. And I can tell you here today that our life without God is going to do one thing very well. It's going to sink. Hallelujah. And when we begin to live that life without him, then our life sinks. Glory to God. So we see here in, in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 8. For by grace ye are, are ye saved through faith. Listen. And that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. Hallelujah. Now, I'm going to tell you something. One of the biggest problems that we have as Christians is that we feel like that, yeah, we've got Christianity down and we can begin to live it out without the relationship of Christ. Hallelujah. But I want you to understand here today that even if you are professing to be a Christian on, on your seat here today and you, you're living this life without him in your daily life, your life is lifeless. He said, I am the way, the truth. I want you to know here today, Ephesians 2, verse number 8, amplified version. For if by free grace, that is God's unmerited favor, that you are saved or delivered from judgment and made partakers of Christ's salvation through your faith, and this salvation is not of yourself, listen, of your own doing, it came not through your own striving, but it is the gift of of God. Now I want you to I don't want you to misunderstand me. I believe that it takes effort for us as Christians to live this out day by day. But there is nothing that you done that saved you. It was nothing that you brought to the table. Why? Because your life is lifeless. Brother Jared, I can't do it. I'm answering that question here today. You know how many times I've brought people into my office, especially young men and young ladies that have come into my office and said, I just cannot do this. And my answer to that is, I know you can't. Hallelujah. It's okay that you can't. As a matter of fact, that's the way that our Christianity is supposed to work. You're supposed to know all oh, that this thing, oh, hallelujah, is lifeless. It's lifeless. It can't do nothing on its own. It can't speak on its own. It can't, it, it can't swim. It can't float. It can't do anything on its own. It's lifeless. We see here the axe head was lifeless. The axe head was not just lifeless. 
But the axe head was lost. You see, it didn't choose to go into the water. It was circumstance that put it there. I'm going to tell you something. You didn't choose to be born into sin, but it was circumstance that put you there. Can I tell you today that some of you young people that are here, you didn't choose for circumstance and situation to put you where you're at right now, but you're there. I'm sorry that you're there, but you're there. I want you to know here today that this thing was lost, and it was not the axe's fault that it was lost. But the simple reality is this. The axe-head was lifeless, so it could do nothing, and now it was lost, and it wasn't its own fault. Sometimes it is our own fault, but sometimes it's not. Oh, but I want you to know from the very beginning, it wasn't our fault that we are born into sin. That was a decision that was made by Adam and Eve that put us in the situation that we're in. 2 Kings 6, 5, in the middle of this we see, but as for one, but as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. As I was doing church, as I was singing in the choir, as I was helping in the children with the children program. Come on, somebody. As I was doing what I was lost. I don't know when or why or how you were lost. I want you to understand here today. Just as it wasn't your decision, and just as you had no, no, no way of, of saying, hey, Adam, stop. Eve, don't eat of that. You had no choice in that. Can I tell you that the first Adam came and he done what he did? Oh, you had no, no way. It just happened. But can I tell you, the second Adam, oh, he came and made a choice. Oh, hallelujah, so that now you don't have to continue to be lost, but now you can be found through the second Adam, Jesus Christ. I tell you here today, all oh, that choice is already that he came and he made the choice and said, you know what, let this cup pass from me. Oh, let it, I don't want to do, I don't want to have to go through what you're telling me I have to go through, but if that's what it takes, if that's what it takes for Billy Casey to be saved, if that's what it takes for me to find Billy Casey, if that's what it takes for me to find Candy Rap, if that's what it takes, oh, not my will, but thine be done. Hallelujah. Just as a choice that made you lost was made, all without you, the choice to make you found was made without you. Now all you got to do is just ask him to come in. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, church. Isn't that an awesome reality here today? All oh, that that price has already been paid. Oh, hallelujah. That, that axe head, yes, it was, it, was, uh, it was lifeless. It was lost. All that axe head it was lent as well. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 19 through 20. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, listen to this, which ye have of God, and ye are what? Not your own. Hallelujah. You're not your own. Glory to God. It says, it says for you're above the price, therefore glorify your God in your body and in your spirit. Listen, which are God's. 
Dude, I mean, seriously, if you just think about this for a minute, it's almost funny how we feel that we should make our decisions based on what we feel when our very emotions were given to us by our maker. Think about that. Think about that reality here today. Our ability to make decisions was God-given. Everything that you do is God-given. Think about that. Oh, well, you know, I just don't really feel like worshiping and praising God. Man, I'm tired and my arms are tired and I've had a bad day. Your ability to be able to lift your arms or lift your voice or lift your heart or show emotion, whatever it was, was given of God. It is not your own. Why is it that we feel like, no, I'm not giving that. No, I'm not. No, sir. Everything that you are to everything that you have is God's. Woo! Hallelujah. It ain't no wonder, Brother Chip, we're designed to live with him. Hallelujah. I built you. Oh, I saved you. And now I'm going to be the reason why you make it to heaven. I'm everything to you, he says. Everything. Think about that. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. Your ability to be able to make money is on loan from God. Your, your ability to be able to worship here today is on loan from Him. Man, think about that this morning. Just like that, it could be taken away. Man. Oh God, help us here today to realize that what we are is on loan from God. That's the reason why he hates pride. Because he says, everything that I have built, everything you ever accomplished was because of me. I want you to know here today, you're alone. Charles Spurgeon said it like this, you will find all true theology summed up in these two short sentences. Salvation is all of the grace of God. Damnation is all of the will of man. Woo! Oh, God, help us here today. And my last point here today is this. So we find that the axe head was lifeless. The axe head was lost. The axe head was lent. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? I'm telling you that up to this point, the axe head was doing nothing but sinking. You may be here today and say, man, up to this point, Brother Jared, I feel like that I've done nothing but simply began to sink. I tried to do it without God for the last little bit. I feel like I'm talking to, to a young person in this, in this, what I'm trying to tell you here today, you tried to do it on your own. You tried to make it happen by yourself. And you're wondering why that your life is not working. And I want you to understand here today that it is impossible for you to live a Christian life by yourself. It's impossible for you to live a Christian life by yourself. But I want you to understand here today, that's okay. Because you were never designed to live a Christian life alone. Not only was the axe head lifeless, lost, and lent, but we find in the last part here, the axe head 
was lifted. The axe head was lifted. What are you telling me here today, Brother Jared? I'm trying to let you know here today. It's not working. What you're doing is not working. But that's okay, because it wasn't meant to work without him. But if somebody here today will come to this altar and make things right with their maker, I believe that the miraculous can be done here today. And what you thought was impossible. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, somebody. What you thought was, Brother Jared, I can't do it. I just can't live a Christian life. I know you can't. And that's okay because you weren't meant to do it on your own. But I want you to understand here today that if you'll come and give it to God. Hallelujah. A.W. Tozer said it this way. Jesus is not, all, is not one of many ways to approach God. Nor is he the best of several ways. He is the only way. Hallelujah. He is the, if you're going to come into contact with the power, oh, hallelujah, of heaven, glory to God, it's going to come through Jesus Christ. This morning, can the church say amen? Hallelujah. Oh, I want you to know here today, Rick Warren said it like this, through salvation, our past has been forgiven. Somebody, oh, here, needs to be grateful that your past is forgiven. Hallelujah. He said, through salvation, our past is forgiven. Our present is given meaning. And our future is secure. Hallelujah. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. I want you to know that you can come into contact here today with your hope, your help. It can come this morning. What are you telling me? The miraculous can be done. What you thought was impossible can happen in your life. Oh, iron doesn't flow, Brother Jared. You're right. But it did right here. And I want you to know here today that somebody's coming to this building saying, I can't do it. I know. But you can this morning. Hallelujah. Why? Oh, because God specializes in raising them up out of the miry clay and setting them up upon a rock. It's nothing that you bring to the table. Quit making excuses here today. Give it to God and watch him do miraculous in your life. Hallelujah. In conclusion, we'll read a verse make a statement here today. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. What are you telling me, Brother Jared? I'm telling you here today that if you don't like where you're at, if you don't like your present, make it your past today. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Come on, church. If you don't like your present, make it your past today. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, what's that song that I'm trying to think of? Oh, what's that song I'm trying to think of? No time like the present. Somebody get that ready for the altar. There is this experience 
that you can have. Only through the salvation plan of Jesus Christ that will take your impossibilities and miraculously turn your life around. The time of waiting is over this morning. If you want this salvation, stop waiting on you and start living for him. Stand all across the building. Raise your hands all over the building. Let's pray for this altar here. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, church. Help me pray for this altar here. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I've got good news for us here today, young person. I've got good news for us, elder. I've got good news for us, young adult. Oh, hallelujah. There is a place that God can bring you to. Oh, hallelujah. That you think is impossible. Oh, glory to God. But God can do the miraculous here today. God can do the miraculous. Hallelujah. What's today? What's special about today? What's, what, what is going to happen today? Maybe nothing in your life. Maybe you're saved, you're doing great. Maybe you just need to come and help somebody pray. But on this Sunday morning, I feel like that somebody who has been thinking that it's impossible to serve the Lord is going to see something miraculous happen this morning. I believe that their impossibilities can become a reality in their lives. It can't happen, Brother Jared. You're talking to a person that knows that it can't happen. I said the same exact thing all the way up till I was 16 years old. I can't serve God. All the way till I was probably 12, 11, 12 years old. It can't be done. I can't live this Christian. It's too hard. And I've heard it time and time and time again. But I can tell you that at 16 years old, in this young man's life, oh, something miraculous happened. And God began to turn the tide in Jared Davis's life. And ever since then, have I had problems? Yeah. Have I made mistakes? Absolutely. I'm not perfect. But I can tell you here today that from then on, I was a Christian, sir. I was a Christian, man. If I had to repent every week, I'd done what it took what? to live a life that nobody thought I could live. Hallelujah. The miraculous happened. The impossible happened. At 16 years old, around the altars of the old number one schoolhouse that I'll never forget, out south of town, oh, on Antelope Road. Oh, I can tell you here today, glory to God, that the axe floated in my life. Will it be today for you? Dear Heavenly Father, we love you. God, we're so grateful here today, God, for all that you've done for us. Lord, you've given me this sermon here today. 
Oh, for somebody that's here that's been saying it can't be done. I cannot live a Christian life. God, and I believe that this is going to be their beginning. Just as you gave me a beginning at 16, you're going to give somebody a beginning here today. A start where they can look back and say, the axe floated that day. Hallelujah. Where they can look back and say, the impossible was done in my life here today. Oh, with every head remaining bowed and every eye closed, I'm going to ask you here today, Brother Jared, I'm not saved. I'm not doing what I need to do. Oh, I know that there's an area in my life that I that only God can move on. That's me. You're preaching to me. I want to see a miraculous thing happen this morning. I want to see a hand go up. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. Be honest with the Lord here today. God's given you a chance here today to make things right, young man. God's given you a chance, young lady, to make things right here this morning. How about it? You want to see that impossibility become a reality? You want to see God move in a mighty way to change the direction of your life? Raise that hand here this morning. Yes, somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. Come on, church. Oh, somebody else needs to be obedient here today. Glory to God. God sent this sermon your way so that God could change your life this morning. Would you just lift your hands up and be obedient here today? Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lord, I've done my best. Oh, God, I preach what you've told me to preach. Lord, I know that there are people that are here. God, you've laid specific ones on my heart that need to make things right. And, God, I pray here this morning as we come to an altar, God, that they would make the decision to turn their lives over to you, to stop trying to do everything right to be accepted by you, and to simply give their lives to you so that you can begin to help them to live out this Christian life. Let it be done this morning for your glory and for your honor. Let's find a place to pray, church. Gather around this front. Oh, let God do a work. Let your impact.